Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkEerie.com. Here's Janelle Keith and Lori Clapper. Today we have a special guest. You know, all of our guests are special, Lori. I don't know why I say that that <laughs> way, but um, anyway, I'm alongside my co-host, Lori Clapper. Today we have Mandy Meehan. Now, Mandy comes, we're, we're way back fans of Mandy. You know, just I'm just going to say that out loud because I met her first in my radio days, and uh, she was a fan of the previous radio station where I worked, and we've just kind of followed along in her journey, and she's got quite a testimony about uh, physical healing and how God has brought her up to this point in her life. So, Mandy, tell us a little bit about your background story. Yes, for sure, and I, I wanted to say thank you so much for having me, and it is really fun and special for me to get to be a guest and to get to be a part of this with you, you know, being uh, a fan of you back in the radio days. And we were just talking about how I was fangirling <laughs> a little bit when I first got to meet, <laughs> meet the Jeanette from the radio. But yes, yeah, so my name's Mandy and I'm married to my husband, James. We've been married for six years and we have an um, 18 month old Jace who is just like the sweetest and the most cuddly toddler you've ever seen. He is uh, just amazing. And uh, my, my husband's on staff at our church and I, you know, in my, like we do ministry together. So that's why I mentioned that even though I'm not on staff currently, you know, we both have the mission and the calling to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And for me, uh, currently my role, my job as an entrepreneur is uh, I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. And I specialize in helping people with complex chronic illness in their recovery journey to get back their health, to get back their vitality. And the reason I got into all of that was because of my own journey with chronic illness. It was actually, it started six years ago, which I mentioned, I've been married to my husband for six years. It was actually two weeks before my wedding day. I fell very, very ill. It was originally, I, I had mono in the beginning and that in itself wasn't fun of course <laughs> to get that news before my wedding but it turned out to be a lot more than mono actually you know you, when you get sick you expect to get better and for me i really didn't i gradually got worse and um it's it's been a very actually continuing six plus year journey fighting for answers and recovering from chronic illness and i've made a lot of progress along the way and found a lot of answers but that happening to me totally wrecked my life, flipped things upside down. I had to leave my role on staff at our church previously. And um, long story short, <laughs> the Lord led me to now um, what I get to do of, of helping people and their healing. And um, I never thought that would be what I would do, that I would be someone a practitioner, someone who's obsessed with studying minerals and understanding root causes and putting puzzle pieces together and, and, you know, doing blood chemistry analysis, but it's been a, um, a very special thing for me to get to do. So I do that. I have a private practice. I do group coaching with people and um, some people call me like an, an influencer on social media. <laughs> I am not a, you know, it's an interesting term, but I share a lot on Instagram. I share a lot of my story. Um, I used to share a lot on YouTube and um, part of also entrepreneurship is I do a lot of affiliate marketing and that's, part of, you know, building my business and multiple streams of income. So um, that's kind of like the long story short, there's a lot in there, but that's me and, and my family. 
So did you get your start sharing on social media about your story? I hear you shared uh, something on YouTube at one point. And um, how, how did that get the ball rolling for you? Yes. Yeah. So it, you know, I got married, I got sick and basically I was, could barely take care of myself, could barely, kind of really was struggling to work, you know, it was very, and it, it was so tough not being able to like try to serve my husband in the ways that I wanted to. Um, and so just for about six months, I was trying to make things work and it wasn't working. And so I had to make the very difficult decision and honestly, very um, traumatic decision to have to leave my job at the church. And basically that moment of um, that happening, you know, I'm, I was 21 years old at the time. I was, um, I was a baby in a lot of ways. And I, and I, I knew, like, I felt like, you know, what is happening to me? Am I dying? Am I just going to be this sick person at home now? And I, I knew I had to find some way to still, um, you know, I knew I still had a purpose. I knew I needed to find a way to still help people make a difference. And so it, um, I never thought I would share the way I did start to share on YouTube because I was a very private person, but um, I, I can't really explain it in any other words that I felt just like such a strong um, pull and, and conviction. Like I felt that God just placed it on my heart to start sharing on YouTube. And so um, that's, yeah, I, I basically just started sharing what was happening to me, what was going on, how I was trying to find answers, how I was trying to hopefully in a couple months get back to my normal my normal life, but this is what's happening in the meantime and how I'm trying to find hope, um, the things I'm trying with like finding nutrition and it, I really didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew I had to start sharing. So that was the beginning. And it's so interesting how God grew your presence online too and the way he built you up in the process to be able to share. Because there was at one point, Mandy, I remember your dad sharing in church that you couldn't even stand to worship. And and that had to have been so hard for you to muster up the the energy to even post on social media and I call myself basically lazy because I don't like to go in there you know but to be able to have the presence to be uh you know act like and say what you wanted to say that had to that had to take a lot it, it did for sure. dealing with the illness that you were dealing with right yeah. yes it takes yeah. physical mental energy and totally emotional energy too <laughs> and um mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i didn't realize at the time how many people were struggling like me you know i kind of felt like i was the only one experiencing mm-hmm. these things and so it, it quickly turned into a ministry seeing the amount of people experiencing similar things but but just talking about the exhaustion sometimes it, it could it was it was Sometimes tough in a lot of ways, (laughs) but also a blessing. Were you surprised, Mandy, at the the, uh, feedback you got when you shared your story? I mean, how how much feedback did you get? Right, for sure. Yeah, it was interesting in the beginning. The feedback I got from my family and closest friends was was not surprising to me, which is kind of funny that uh, me, throughout so much of my life, I was just such a private person. I I mean, really, I think back to what I was comfortable sharing with my closest friends years ago. It's like, 
a lot of people never would have known my my you know personal struggles or insecurities let alone my hormone imbalances and my test results and my my battle with anxiety and depression and loneliness these things that i would share on youtube and so my family and close friends they were just like completely shocked um that i was sharing that much about my life and you know proud of me for doing that um and then and then um you know i had people following that were interested and i started talking about nutrition and that you know i started realizing that i had an interest there i thought wow i'm sharing about using this bone broth protein powder and now other people are using it and that's really cool and exciting that i'm getting to like influence people in this way and then on the other hand i discovered a lot of other people who are very very sick um, a lot of people with autoimmune disease or um, really debilitating chronic illness like me and um, I just didn't know that world was out there. And um, and really, as I kind of explored that community, I realized it was a completely um, depressing, hopeless, um, really um, just heartbreaking community of people who are told that um, maybe this is all in their head. They're maybe told that there's something that they can do, um, that they will just have to learn to cope and um, prepare because things may get worse. It's, pretty, um, pretty mind blowing. And, and so I just very quickly knew that, I mean, I have so much hope and belief for my healing. And I believe that so many other people can definitely make progress if not have total healing and restoration. And so I knew I needed to um, bring hope and bring light to that community. So that was, that's kind of the, the start and, um, you know, feedback I would get and still get is like, oh, there's someone that's talking about having joy in the midst of suffering and having mm. purpose and pain and that there is hope for healing. So I, I knew I just had to keep going when I, when, once I realized that. Mm. It's so amazing, you know, that you didn't let that defeat you, that the pushback you did get was, was positive and that it was, you know, it was something that what you felt supported by. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, in a way, God took a scenic route and uh, had you experience the very uh, things that you needed to talk about to connect with the people that he wanted you to reach. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) It's It's never easy, though, is it? It's never, because I'm sure there were challenges, especially being a pastor's kid, quote, unquote. You know, there's a stigma that goes along with that role you know in society unfortunately and there certainly were challenges so tell us about some of the challenges you had yes for sure yeah it's it's definitely when i look when i think back to all the years i mentioned being very private and not really uh, not struggling with the ability to be vulnerable or transparent i think so much of that mindset for me probably came out of being a pastor's kid, honestly. And I I don't think that's the case for everyone, but I think that's kind of how I would try to protect my family and and probably myself too, is understanding that in in so many ways, we can kind of be under the microscope and have a lot of eyes on us. And so I, I, I think that that held me back for a long time. Then once I began to share, um, there were and have been interesting, I mean, interesting layers. <laughs> I don't even know if I would 
call them challenges. I'm not really sure, but like you said, my, my I've given my dad permission to share about my story um, in his sermons on the weekend, and and it's um, I'm so thankful how my story has been able to give people hope and pe- for people to know that there is purpose in pain and that he can and do- and he does work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But um, part of the challenge is there was I, I had a lot of moments of being very overwhelmed because he would share publicly. I would get a lot of messages, um, some with very good intentioned, unsolicited advice that honestly got a little bit of um, overwhelmed to me as I was trying to find answers to my health too. It's like, oh, all this, this maybe sounds good and I don't know about that, but there's just so much that I don't really know what to do with this. And um, a unique thing that I've had to work through was there were honestly, and it feels weird to say this as a Jesus follower, there were times where the amount of people wanting to pray for me and minister to me was really also overwhelming and draining. And I almost had to, almost wanted to avoid, um, you know, some interaction with people at church because I just, I was just struggling so much that I'm like, okay, maybe in this moment, as you're praying for me, it's building your faith a little bit, but like, I just want to come here and be a little bit normal today. So, and that, I don't, I don't know if that's um, particularly, I don't think that's exactly unique to being a pastor's kid. I think a lot of people struggling with chronic illness who share about it. A lot of people it's invisible and people don't really know. And that's something I've learned too, that, um, I mean, whether you might not be as debilitated as I have been or even am in some ways right now, but a lot of people are silently suffering. And because I was so public about it, um, it it could get tough sometimes being asked to, you know, ask how are you feeling almost every day of your life Mm -hmm. going out with people. So there's a lot there, but um, it's, yeah, God has definitely refined me and helped, I mean, help me setting boundaries, help me um, in the way that I do connect with others or minister to others struggling. I've, I've learned a lot there. And our guest today is Mandy Meehan, and she, for the past six or so years, suffered from a chronic illness, but instead of letting it get her down, she has made steps positive steps forward to to reach out to others who might be going through the same thing and and really making a big step here going into functional medicine. Mandy, tell us a little bit about how you decided to make that big step. For sure. So previously you were asking about as a, a pastor's daughter how that has kind of um affected me as I've I've been sharing my story. And it's funny that these questions have been kind of back to back because really the most overwhelming time for me personally and the time where I was having the most anxiety was actually after uh, I was about to do this new treatment that I had so much hope for helping my health. And my, my dad, you know, I gave him permission, but he shared it publicly and asked for prayer and like I said, you know, we love prayer. We appreciate prayer. We believe in prayer. But um, it felt to me like this sharing, it was going around. It almost felt like it kind of went, at least to me, it kind of felt viral. And in my inbox, in my direct messages, it was um, encouraging all the prayers and encouragement and, and people having hope for my my healing and my progress. But I, it's interesting. I, I almost felt this 
pressure for God to, to heal me, this pressure for there to be all this progress and change. And, and that was the time where my social media probably grew the most or grew the most at once, but it was the most anxious, like I said, I'd been, especially in regards to social media. Um, so that treatment that happened, it, that was a very, it was a very honestly difficult time for me. It did not go the way that I had hoped. And I actually went home feeling worse than I had before. And so I was just like, this is tough. I'm not in a great place right now. We're just going to go off social media completely. For a month, I got up YouTube, I got up Instagram, I didn't open Pinterest, <laughs> I didn't do it, and I said, I'm going to fast, and I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to focus and figure out, like, Lord, you know, what are my next steps? What do you want me to do? Also, I, I need a break. <laughs> and it was during that month fast that I discovered <laughs> the Nutritional Therapy Association, which is where I got uh, my training, and um it, I haven't thought about it that much before. I thought, you know, it'd be cool to be like a health coach one day. I really am passionate about this. I really like helping people. At that point, I saw myself like, okay, let's get better fast and let's get back on staff at my church because, I mean, I loved, loved what I got to do on staff at our church previously and was still just so heartbroken of having to leave that. So I found this training and I'm like, wow, this is this is really amazing. And this could be a way I could really help people. And I discovered this program on a Monday. And since I'm not on social media, I'm just on this website. I'm listening, I didn't do podcasts. I was listening to podcasts and I just felt so strongly that I just knew I had to do this program. I have to make it happen. And by that Friday I was enrolled. <laughs> so wow. um, it, yeah, it's, interesting to me that difficult event that happened when it came to that treatment that didn't go the way that I planned mm -hmm. and all of the overwhelm I felt because of the pressure and all, everything that happened there for a while I had a hard time saying okay Lord what was the purpose in that was that kind of for nothing um and mm -hmm. it's interesting it took me a while to make the connection it completely mm -hmm. led me to where I am today in my role as a practitioner now and also, like I said, my platform grew a little bit um, um, in that time, which was also a huge blessing that I get to reach more people. So um, that's how that's how it came about. <laughs> but there's, you know, as, as you know, there's so much more to the story and it just keeps on um, growing and changing, too. And you're faithful to walk through each of those doors that God opens. That's imp very impressive, you know, because often we stand and stare at the door thinking, are you sure about that one, God? You know, but you willingly obeyed right away. So, I mean, that was so quick from, from, you know, a five day span, you know, God showed you and now you're following through. That's, that's faith right there. So how did you, once you got into it, were you not overwhelmed? by the amount of information you were going to have to tackle to get under your belt to say, okay, to actually start serving people. I mean, you obviously knew there was a need. Right. So how did God cultivate that gift within you? Right. That's a good question. It, I mean, definitely, you know, the amount of schooling can be overwhelming. And then once I graduated, you know, especially dealing with all the issues I was dealing with at the time I was, Exactly. still in the midst of really struggling uh -huh. i would have some in-person workshops and i remember just the walk 
to the the workshop, um, all of my friends would walk there. It would be like a three, maybe five minute walk. And because I was just saving all my energy for exams, I would Uber just like a one minute drive <laughs> from my Airbnb to that location. So, um, I, I mean, I was just so committed to making it work that I had to um, do whatever I could. But um, when it comes to, you know, my 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 mission, my why, I think that's really what drives what I do. Um, it drives, you know, when I work with clients, how not only do I want to help them in their healing journey and help them make progress, I also really want to minister to them in that one-on-one -on -one situation and help them find, um, have that hope for healing. Because like mm -hmm. I've said on mm -hmm. here, it can be, it can be isolating. It can be so um, depressing and it can be easy to have no hope when often, you know, your medical providers might not be even giving you hope. Um, so I think, I mean, as I've also shared, I'm still healing. I'm still working through layers. I'm in the midst of Lyme treatment officially as of this week right now, which is exciting because it's the first time I'm actually getting to treat this layer. And I think I'm gonna make a lot of progress, but I mean, I knowing what I've had to go through and how um, I've been able to make progress and been able to go from not able to work and not able to, you know, literally just basically bed bound and housebound all the time to even doing what I do now and making that progress. I just can't not share. I can't not keep learning. I can't not keep sharing. Mm -hmm. hope. So I think that why and that passion Jesus put in me, you know, it's, I don't even really know how mm -hmm. to answer that other than the fact that <laughs> it, it keeps me going <laughs> and, you know, God is, God is with me and God it's, is, um, he's, yeah. He's given me this purpose for a reason. Mandy, you just shared beautifully your why and how God brought this passion to help you rise above your physical challenges to reach those that needed hope. So how does your faith mix into everyday conversations in the marketplace? Now, as you deal with your your clients, the people you coach, how do you, how do you work that faith in? Does it just come out like it, it does here? <laughs> right. Yeah, as a, I mean, as a Jesus follower, of course, you know, I, I really always am asking for more of Jesus, to be more Jesus-centered, to be more spirit-filled, and, and for that to display in every area of my life. So I, I always hope for that to be the case. I'm always working for that to be the case. And how, when it comes to social media and what I've shared on YouTube and on Instagram, I always am very public about my faith. I'm always sharing about my faith, whether it's what I'm learning or, you know, um, and Jesus is, he's a part of every aspect of my life. So I think that does just show up too. When it comes to my business and when I work with clients, it, um, I think a, a decent amount of people I work with are Jesus followers. So there's, um, been times, you know, we prayed before this pod, this podcast today and, there's times with my clients and, you know, I do want to make sure they're comfortable, of course, but I love when I get to pray with them and get to, um, mm. get them to get to them to experience that because obviously that's not something that most people experience in a health appointment. And I want to ask God to be a part of whenever I'm creating a protocol for someone, you know, I don't want it to just be me and my knowledge. I really, I want him, I want him to lead as much as possible. So, um, I think that's a couple examples of that. Um, 
but it's been cool for me really previously i talked about i was on staff at my church and i think that and i grew up homeschooled in a very um vibe in, in a bible belt and i i it really didn't get to be around a lot of people who don't follow jesus um i didn't get to have a lot of friends didn't really get to have um a diverse group of people around me until i was um an adult and starting to really pursue my career in nutrition and being a holistic practitioner so honestly that's been something really special for me that i've really loved is like whenever i was in my schooling and now there's so many people on social media and what i do i've gotten to connect with a lot of um, a lot of different people with really different beliefs and share my faith in that way um, one of my favorite things that's happened um, since i've been sharing was on youtube um, I believe I literally just presented the gospel in a video. I just felt compelled. And and then I shared about church online, um, our church. We have a church online platform. I guess a lot of churches do now because of everything that has happened in the last couple of years. Yes. But I shared about that. I shared my faith. And this person, um, she was struggling with chronic illness. She um, was Muslim. And her and her husband, they felt like things need to change. Um, something about the way this girl is talking, things are clicking, we're intrigued, and they decided to attend church online and they committed their life to Jesus. And um, and I, wow. over the last couple of years, um, I've gotten to be in conversation with this girl and I've seen um, from the distance, she's in a, forget which country, she's far, far away from me, but seeing her um, get baptized and ask me questions about theology and um, her husband started serving at church online, and, um, and that was very, I'm getting, you hear the emotion in my voice. It was really special for me because, I mean, that, I mean, I was in vocational ministry before. I was presenting the gospel on stage before and getting to see people raise their hand and choose to follow Jesus, which I love that. And like I've probably said in here a couple of times, it was really hard to leave doing that i um it was not what i wanted at the time but i see that god had a different plan um so that to me in that moment i realized yeah this is ministry what i'm mm. getting to sharing the hope there is for healing and the hope that there is in jesus so yeah i mean i'm definitely going to keep sharing about my faith and and as much as i can let that seep into every aspect of my life well you mentioned earlier in the show when the, this first started happening to you and you started connecting with others through social media, experiencing the same things, like how dark it was and how lonely it was and how isolating it was and how wonderful that you were able to see that need and be able to answer that because you do have the answer <laughs> and, and able to do that um, mm -hmm. so boldly. Mm -hmm. Totally is a God thing, right? I mean, just to see him integrated into all of our lives the path he the steps that we take you know it's in proverbs 16 9 we've got we've got our own desires but he directs our steps and it's so fascinating when we see him directly involved so personal in mandy's life like this so mandy tell us how you balance all the roles wife mom entrepreneur ministry leader social media influencer. So tell us how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good question. 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't balance is a difficult. It's an interesting concept. I I don't always even know if actual like balance exists. Sometimes I think, you know, maybe we have seasons where we focus on this more and seasons we focus on that more. And then mm-hmm. obviously there's things that are always foundational, always at the base. Your time with Jesus, you're prioritizing your family and, and um, investing in your family and having good quality time there. But, you know, as I've said, I'm, I, I really do. I have, um, it's interesting. I don't focus on my symptoms and what I experience as much anymore because I, I mean, I've made a lot of progress. And at this point, I really do just want to focus on helping other people as much as I can. And um, not, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend my mental energy on negative things I'm still working through because I, I'm, I'm excited, encouraged, hopeful. I'm, I'm moving through these layers, but I do have a lot of limitations and um, I'm not able to do a lot of things that I, I do want to do, whether that's um, having the energy to clean my whole house um, or really clean much of my house, to be honest. Like that's just really real. Um, and I, I don't have the energy or capacity to create as much content as social media as I would like. Um, like you said, it does take a lot of energy. It's crazy how long it can take. Yeah. Instagram questions or mm-hmm. just to create a post or a reel. It looks really easy, but it can take a lot of time <laughs> to work. Yeah. Especially editing, mm-hmm. editing podcasts, editing YouTube videos. That takes time. So I, I don't get to do all that I want. And I've um and I know I, I know that's okay. And I have to um give myself grace and tell myself, you know, we're gonna focus on what's most important on my family, on my health, my my healing, my my working through protocols. That is more of a priority to me than putting out content. Even if the algorithm doesn't like me, it's okay. <laughs> I was talking about this this morning. Like, I don't want to complain about the algorithm, but I know I'm not getting as many views because I'm not posting the way they want me to. And I don't think that I, <laughs> and it's just like, I could do that, but I really, it's really not the wise thing for me to do that right now. So I just, you know, I just need to keep on, keep on working and keep on doing the most important things. So. Um, A lot of people in in leadership and entrepreneurship, you know, we talk about working smarter and not harder. And I I do think that's a good thing to try to do. I think that that's something that, especially in the last year, I've been able to find some things that do work really well for me, like the group coaching. I do more of that than doing more of the one-on-one client work, which I do hope to do more as I make more progress in my health. But um, I really like, I, I tell moms, what, I mean, if they're dealing with health issues or if they're just a mom, it's like you really do just have to figure out what works for you. And um, in the first year, my son was with me and I just worked as I could. And that was very here and there. This year, he's got to be in in school and in daycare. And that's been a blessing for me to get to work on taking care of myself more and get to build my business more and grow um, my group coaching and see more one-on-one clients. So like I said, Things fluctuate, things change, but um, we do have to have grace because we can't do it all. And in this crazy Mm. now internet world that there is that we're all encouraged to be a part of as an entrepreneur, it's a lot to do website, Instagram, YouTube, Reels, DMs, on top of just actual business. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you don't don't feel like you have to follow the rules that are, are that are told to you because um what really matters is is your mission your why mm-hmm. you doing what God's mm-hmm. calling you to do. yeah right and you know a lot of people might be 
doing wanting to do something similar that you're doing or just starting out in a business. And like you said, it's it's big, it's overwhelming, and it's it's a lot to think about. So why don't you speak to that person and give them the encouragement as they start looking into things and start doing that one thing, then that one thing. What what would you tell them? Yes, the first thing I would actually say is because I do get asked this quite a bit is and it's interesting because social media hasn't been around for that long, but I get asked, do you think that I can't have a successful business if I don't have a large social media following? And it's always such an interesting question to me because uh, I, again, I know social media hasn't been around forever and there's a lot of people with really successful businesses that don't have a social media and it's just not necessary. So that's the first thing I would say is you don't need a large following. And it's interesting that people feel like that's necessary Mm. to be able to make money and to be able to help people and to be able to have a business. I tell people if I didn't do what I did in social media, I would be networking with my chiropractor. I'd get referrals from him. I'd get referrals from my father-in-law who's an MD. I would tell our church staff, like, I would love to help you. You can get a discount on whatever sessions or supplements, you know, I, I would market myself if I was really trying to grow. And it's interesting because of what I've, I I tell people too, um, you shouldn't just try to copy me because I haven't been trying to grow. I would love to do that, but I've been trying to get myself to where I want to in my health. So I would say that. And I would say just start because your mission matters. What you want to do matters. Um, regardless of what it is, it, it can make a difference and it can really, whether it's helping somebody be able to, you know, support their family and grow their income or maybe help a mom be able to stay at home or maybe you have a service like I do where you're helping people in their health or their fitness or their, you know, maybe you're a life coach helping with personal goals. Um, don't let the fear hold you back from doing what God's called you to do. And Mm. you're not going to, you're probably not going to regret waiting. You know, sometimes you do need to wait for the right timing, but even if it's a small step, it it sounds kind of cheesy, but just that small step and starting, um, that's, that's where, that's where it starts. Yeah. I think that small step is a big step because sometimes just getting, Mm -hmm. just taking that step is like your heart's racing and you're wondering if it's the right thing. So it's, no, it is big. It's the hardest thing, I think, right? Just to start. Yeah. Yeah. That first Mm -hmm. video, that was one of the scariest things I ever had, I um, ever did. And of course there was so much technical issues publishing it. That one time (laughs) was the most issues I ever had. It wasn't my fault. And I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. People are going to think I'm weird. People are going to think I'm trying to, you know, be a, like, a, be this celebrity influencer person. It's like, no, I just want to, and, and maybe people did think it was a little bit weird and that's totally okay. And now, um, I mean, mm. I'm so thankful. I am still struggling in my health and ways. Like I said, working through these new layers, very excited, but I was able to go from no job, not able to work to making it work for myself, which um, whether you do or don't have health issues, Mm -hmm. you can do it. That's great. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple minutes left in this segment, uh, Mandy, but uh, do you have a go-to verse that you'd like to share that something that has kept you going through all of this? Hmm. 
I think I did mention Romans 8.28 earlier, which is one that I really love and do hold on to that God works all things together. All like I love that all things, all of it <laughs> together for the good of those who love him that are called according to his purpose. But I, I also do think of, um, and of course now I'm forgetting the reference, but do not go, do not grow weary in doing good because at the proper time you'll reap a harvest mm. if you don't give up. And like we said, yeah. you know, sometimes it's it's one step at a time. And my healing journey, it can be really tough when it's like I've tried all these things and it's not working. But I can't right. hurry in that. I can't grow, you know, when my, <laughs> so silly, but when my Instagram store views are going down, it's like, oh, do people care? Do they actually want to see what I'm talking about? It's like, no, God, I, I this is what I'm called to do. And um, I believe that I, I, I am getting to make a difference. And so... Um, or if I'm sharing my faith and it seems like, is this actually, am I actually influencing people in that way? I'm not going to grow weary. I'm going to keep doing what God's called me to do. And the harvest will come if I don't give up. Mm -hmm. So is that Galatians like two, nine, it's Galatians. I forget the, the chapter and verse, but um, yeah, those are, are two that I hold on to. Great advice, of course, straight from God's word. So you can't go wrong with that. This is always the toughest part of the show because we share our takeaways, but there's always so much amazing information that we get every single episode uh, of Women of Grace in the Marketplace. Yeah. And Mandy has been yeah. such an inspiration with uh, what she's been through and, and how she's taking such big steps to help others as well. So Janelle, uh, what is your takeaway? If you can name one. Uh, well, I would have to say I'm so impressed by Mandy's courage that she rose above her circumstances and followed God in this healing for one, in her ministry for two, and then in her personal role in the world. It's just been an absolute miracle the way he's brought her from point A and now we're, you know, further down the road, but still deeply involved in her life. And that took faith, that took courage. And I'm just so, uh, it's, I got high admiration for you, Mandy, because uh, of that, that willingness just to work with God on his level. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I would have to say uh, a word that popped into my mind was discernment. And, you know, Mandy, you're not that old. <laughs> you're young and no, you've been through a lot with your health and you're a young mom and a young wife. And the discernment that you had uh, not only to pick out you know, when you first shared your story on social media, but to say, wow, this is a really lonely, dark place that people are in. And to, to just really recognize that and, and to be able to do something about it. And, and again, like Janelle just said, to have the courage to do so in such a public way. And then when, when life got really overwhelming after you did share your story in so many ways, getting so much feedback in one way or another, uh, discerning the fact that you didn't need to step away so you can kind of be still and quiet those voices mm -hmm. and god spoke mm -hmm. to you uh, in a real way as you take these big steps to uh, go into functional nutrition and medicine so mandy i mean all the props to you all the props to god first and foremost but you know really uh, admire you and, and the steps that you're taking and uh both in your faith and, and to help others go through and and comfort others who have been through similar situations that you have and are still going through. All right, Mandy, why don't you share how people can keep up with you and what you're doing? For sure. So probably the easiest place would just be my website. It's mandymehan.com. I don't know if I should spell it. M-A-N-D-Y-M-E-E-H-A-N. 
And then my social media, Instagram is where I share the most right now. It's Mandy, the letter H, Meehan. And you can follow along with everything that I share, my journey, and then, you know, ways that you also might want to work with me as well. All right, Mandy, Meehan, thank you so much for sharing so openly about your journey. And maybe we can have you on again someday. We would love to see you again here on the show. (laughs) Thank you for listening today to Women of Grace in the Marketplace, and we will see you next time.